I got a, uh, I'm actually kicking on my cart from a guy who was, uh, you know, when you think you're good at something, and then he was like, he was cool. I remember he was called Jason, and he was from Palm Springs. And knew, he must, all, knew all the tricks. He must have. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a. a oh a yeah, the short every sh- trick everywhere. Yeah. yeah, but I think he did very little else other than play Mario Kart. Well, eat Denny's. Play Mario Kart and eat Denny's. That's the life. I right? played the Super Nintendo version so often I burned out the cartridge. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, well done. Yeah, um, that's how you win. It was really upsetting though because I had just beaten the last one and then the cartridge burned out and it's a sad story. It was I tried, really sad. I tried Mario Kart N sixty four once when I was there when I was because I had an N sixty four when I was a kid and I've never played like video games really obviously apart from Zelda Ocarina of Time the greatest computer game ever ever designed. I hate that little trick. Really? I know it's a good game. But hang on, do you, so do you hit Link in general it. or just like just that particular Link? Distinguished, but I ha- I think I hate Link because oh, is is he's one with an ocarina? Yeah, I don't like him. Is what's well, wrong with ocarina? What was what was the name of that fellow who was on Coronation Street and then went on to had to like have a really really shady pop, uh, pop career? Link. Who looked like Link? What was his name? Adam, Adam Ricketts. Adam Ricketts. Yeah, he really looked like Link. Uh, anyways, uh, welcome to Gentlemen of a Certain Age podcast. I'm sure we're gonna we're probably gonna segue that in again. Um, I'm Paul Keegan. Uh, <laughs> to my left, I have Ian Clinton, and to my right, as always, I have Miles Taylor. And for this podcast, we are joined by the fabulous and wonderful Paul Olowitz, who's already been on the podcast. And uh, welcome back, Paul. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year, lads. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Uh, uh, well, you've got a Master Gao from Nanjing. Mm-hmm. New Chinese beer, very very nice. Um, I am on Kirin Japanese Japanese beer. Uh, the reason I buy this, the reason I love Kirin is because a it's nice, and b uh, there's a in Shanghai as we live. There is an um, where we live. Sorry, there's a there's a there's a kind of convenience store chain called is it Family Mart where do you get this? Yes, Lawson's and they sell it. For, it's like a six hundred mil bottle, and they sell it for like the equivalent of about a pound. <laughs> Nine quite three, just over a quid. That's my it's favorite Japanese beer. Oh, too. It's a delight. It's a delight. Um, what are emails you know, in the classy corner? <laughs> I am drinking <laughs> Chateau de Seguin, importé yeah. um, par mon ami Paul Keegan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've used importé in Yeah, you can actually pronounce it. That's all good. Uh, yeah, you can speak French. Um, but I did. Well, I, 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 we bought this. Um, the long-suffering colonial other, or Lara, as we call her, who's out celebrating her birthday tonight. Um, we we bought it in duty-free in France as we've just come back from visiting my family in England, in, and uh, we went back via Paris, which was incredibly cool, very rainy, very cold. I heard but there was storms oh, was, all was, over Europe. But yeah, we uh, we decided to get miles a bottle of wine. We got Ian. Cadbury's fudge bars. Which are now 30p and I'm absolutely outraged by that, that is, because that you're basically paying an extra 15p uh, for a bit of chocolate that doesn't exist. It's yeah. a 15p chocolate bar, that's how much it's worth, that's how much chocolate you get, and yet they expect you to pay double. No, outrage. Yes, but all again. of the bees are dying. Mm. Isn't chocolate one of the things that's going to go away when all the bees die? Right, I, I, I actually theorised about this. Now, remember when we were kids? Remember when we were kids and older people would complain about how things used to be cheaper when they were kids? Mm. 
It's happening to us. Yeah. It's happening to us. We we are saying when I was growing up, a fudge bar only cost fifteen pence. It was no, ten. Yeah, ten pence. But you know when I was. I don't know. That happened to me a long time. Ago, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> I well, remember when they were threepence. <laughs> I remember when Highland toffee was two pence. And when you couldn't buy a single fruit salad because it was half a penny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was I was explaining this to Lara and she was just shaking her head. Um, the long suffering colonial other for you know. Any any new listeners? Um, so maybe we'll have like eleven listeners. Yeah. We should really check how many listeners yeah. we've got on there. Uh, do, do you remember on, when the penny sweet was a penny sweet though? Like yeah. a penny chew. Yeah. And it, it was one penny. You uh, go down the shop and get a ten p mix. Yeah. Ten p mix was great. You get and ten ten sweets. And the strawberries were the only ones that weren't a penny, and they were two p. Fried eggs went up to two p. Yeah. I, I, I stopped getting mixes after that. I it's couldn't face them. My life of crime in, in shoplifting uh, <laughs> when, when I was on a. There was, oh, there was a, a like a little confectioner tobacconist near my school and there was a sort of doddery old guy on the counter and people used to steal cigarettes because they would go in for penny sweets, put the penny sweets down so that they'd fall off the counter and then when he bent down to pick them up they'd reach over his head and grab 20 Rodmans and this was a sort of yeah but then so I saw I was trying to impress some older kids but I wasn't tall enough <laughs> I jumped and just cleared two packs of cigarettes and they just rained down on him and he knew what had happened and I knew what had happened and I just never went back in that shop again <laughs> wow six school years of walking to a different different shop so wait so do British people not have when you compare prices over the generations do you not compare prices over a bottle or a can of coke because that's yeah. what Americans do. I don't remember how much did pint how much did a can pint of, milk, of coke? Pint of milk. Pint of milk. Uh, pint of milk. Yeah, okay. but also like a can of coke. I remember a can of coke went from in the space in the space of about a year and a half. A can of coke went from twenty five pence to forty five pence. I but remember it when it was twenty five cents was, in America. It was yeah. round about the same time that a portion of chips went from forty five pence to a pound. <laughs> I was like, but obviously I couldn't give up chips. Because, you know, I, I am human. Something of a breakthrough year for British obesity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. It was, um. it was when the middle classes started getting fat. <laughs> oh, hummus, hummus done. Can you get yes. fat on hummus? If you eat enough, yeah, you can get fat on anything. I'm trying yeah. my best, Miles. <laughs> yeah, recently they've been using Freddo's to show how inflation works. It was like, it was like uh, way back in the day, you, get, you used to get 10 Freddo's an hour. Now you get three, but everything costs a hundred Freddos now. It's going to take forever to pay for anything. I do you know what Freddo is? <laughs> I was just about to ask. He's, he's an he's Australian frog thing. Yeah. Made of chocolate. Yeah, I don't know where they came from. But he also looks a bit like I'm, I'll get it wrong. But who's the weird wait, wait, meme for for the alt right? Is a frog, right? Really? I, I don't know. Pay the frog. Help me out. Is he a meme uh, for the alt right? Yeah. I Jeez. don't know why. I paid the frog is a meme for the alt right. I thought it was a meme before that though. Right, then maybe co-opted by the alt right. I was hoping that uh, you would help me out with this one. No, I, I, I mean I'm not paid the frog, but I don't know the link to the alt right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's nothing to do with Can we bla- blameless Freddo. Do we have any more information on Pepe the Frog? Because I'm fascinated by this. Like this idea. Uh, you know, like the smug-looking frog that's sort of looking at you but facing off to the distance, and there'll be I don't know some comment. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for anybody uh, who doesn't know about Pepe the Frog, just uh, look it up on the internet. Wait, isn't there also a Pepe the Pig? There's Pepe the Pew. That's a skunk. That's a French yeah. skunk. Who, um, and then there's Pepe no, Pig. There's no. Pepe Pig. Oh, Pepe Pig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my niece. Because it's weirdly popular in China. Yeah. I, I was yeah. 
Chinese kids have started speaking English with a British accent. I work in a preschool. I'm, uh, I'm familiar with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they love Peppa Pig. Um, I think my niece likes Peppa Pig as well. Speaking of, I just graded presentations last week, and I had a student who was amazing, and she sounded like she was from Beverly Hills, and I was just like, where did you learn to speak? She's like, I watch a lot of TV. I was like, okay. <laughs> Life well spent. <laughs> got my well, at least her English is good. Yeah, my, my kids have started picking up my glottal stop, so they won't say T's in the middle of words. Nice. So it's like, uh, what's this? Bottle. <laughs> and uh, then anybody else who like has to teach them because I've got core teachers. They're just like bottle, and then they look like they'll look at me like <laughs> bottle. I remember taking over an, an, an English class from a Glaswegian whom we all know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and after after he'd finished teaching them, I, I kind of subbed for one of his classes, and we were doing animals, and I and. They did pronounce fish as fish. What about dog? Was that a dog? I, I actually didn't go for dog. I actually don't, can't remember. Well, I, I, I must have taught them dog, but uh, I must have reviewed dog with them, but I can't remember. All I remember that sticks out was it's a fish, and it was brilliant. I just, we, it was Scottish phonics. If there's one Scottish, Tianjinese child who is responding to how are you with not bad. Yeah, eat part. I had all my kindergartners saying dog and coffee <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute so a bunch of six-year-olds say dog it's a dog nice <laughs> this whole intro has been a fabulous digression <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> we, we have not even remotely remained on topic i don't even know the topic well, for I mean, today I got so angry about a scented candle the other day that I, was, I, I wanted to talk about scented candles. But really, we should probably like talk about 2017, seeing as it is mid-January 2018. Yeah. We should have a look at the, the disaster for humanity that was 2017. Um, Before we dive into that, I'm sorry, I've got to know, what enraged you about a scented candle? I figured out... Um, and should you get some better problems? I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I have a very easy life, uh, seemingly. It's um, sufficiently calming. Yeah. It's bullshit! Yeah, like I thought to myself as well. I thought to myself, if this is the thing I'm worrying about the most, then I'm doing all right, you know. But getting the cinnamon, but where's the fucking nutmeg? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, well, it was actually a Christmas scented candle that got me onto it, and then I've 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 since experimented with other candles. And my issue with scented candles is right. <laughs> so <laughs> The world must know. <laughs> the world needs to know. This is this this will remain on the internet for for the ages, right? And everyone will agree with me in a hundred years. Um, <laughs> when I'm gone, Miles, you'll realise that I'm right. Um, scented candles only smell like the thing they're supposed to smell like when they're about to go out. For the rest of the time that they lit, they just smell like a melting candle. It's a con. You get like you get. A maximum of about 30 seconds of scent from a scented candle. Wait a second, wait. I, I totally disagree. No, I'm wrong. It depends on the quality of the scented candle. Well, evidently I've been buying terrible scented candles. I guess so. I didn't realise there was like so. this, I didn't realise there was this like spectrum of scented candle oh, totally, quality. Totally, totally. Because it all depends on how much of the actual like oils, the, the scented oils they put into the wax. And the cheaper ones have, you know, very minimal. So you can smell them when you, when you put them up to your nose but the expensive oh, ones smell are one like of those scented candles there like 
Smell one of those. Those are freaking tea lights. They're not going to be like high quality scented. Can- it's like the stuff you get at IKEA. I mean, I love yeah, IKEA. Yeah, but, from IKEA. But come on, it's just IKEA scented tea lights. There are other yes, Swedish yes. furniture well, stores in case anybody's wondering. Right. Name one. We don't. Well, we don't make any money off this. We can name drop all we want. IKEA is great. <laughs> I IKEA. love IKEA. Oh. <laughs> it's amazing. Like one of our candles, but I like them mostly because they're nice, nice so colors. A quick, a quick poll on our Facebook page, right? To so our, you know, eleven or so listeners, right? Uh, what is your favorite product from IKEA? Guaranteed, every single one of them will say the meatballs. They are spectacular. What are they called? They wouldn't call no. them meatballs. No, it's the chair. The one you have and I have. That is a good chair. It's the I'll chair. I'll give it. I'll give it. It, it is. I don't a nice know the place. weird Swedish name nice for it. You know, si- since I found out that there's grades of candles, my argument of what if there's a technological technological breakthrough in scented candles, and then you get the scent the whole way through, that argument's been made redundant. What you should worry about is how are you going to segue and be like, right, that's ten minutes on scented candles, right? Let's let's we just polish off the hashtag Me Too movement. And we're done. Yes, it's all going to be in the other folks. Um, <laughs> all right, 2017. Who wow. wants to start? What's the best bit? What was the best bit? Let's start with the best bit of 2017. For me, the best bit of 2017 was the return of the League of Gentlemen on BBC. It was fantastic. I'm still behind on that. It was like it had never been away. It was glorious. Okay. I I, I didn't even realise it was happening. But me dad, I, like I came home, I was um, for me the, the high point was it was, dad, was it was pouring down with rain. Uh, the weather was absolutely atrocious. I, said, I was wearing shorts because it's a high point. Oh, it's it's a high point because I went to Shanghai Disney and because the weather was so bad, it was empty, which meant I went on Tron like nine times in one day. That is brilliant. When I think of you, I think of you as having a really good time at a really glorious. <laughs> but like um, went on Christmas Day and you couldn't do anything because everyone in the world decided to go there it was three hour queues for pretty much anything there um, but you know this one rainy day we got uh, there was one point where it was like you've got to wait ten minutes for this ride ten minutes was how long it took you to walk from the ten minute sign to the ride it was like that's not a wait that's just a walking time and that's what it was like all day. I just like, uh, I was like, I want to go on this. Well, go on it. Fill your boots. Go on it three or four times. Have a laugh. <laughs> and it was, it was great. It got to the point where like I was going, do I go on that, that, or that? Right, I've done that like nine times. I'm bored of that. I've only done that seven. Ah, oh, let's go on that one again. And yeah, it was like, you could go on pretty much anything you wanted to because the park was practically empty. That does sound that like does a sound, good day. It does sound fun. I mean. <laughs> getting old aren't we yeah, yeah. That's so great. Oh, oh, yeah. great. Disney without the fucking kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah. without the queues man yeah. without a three hour queue actually the queues when I went weren't all that bad because it was uh, it was like right before the semester started so I think all of the families were home like prep- prepping for the school year and that's the weekend I went and it wasn't so bad I, w- I got on every ride I got in Tron twice and I only missed one ride because it was just that was the the most popular one and I, that was the only ride I missed. It was all right. Maybe uh, that's my highlight for 2017. Well, also, <laughs> okay, we have, we have three yeah. sets of highlights. Although um, Christmas Day, found out that Disney Shanghai sold beer 
Oh, that's nice. I didn't think Disney were allowed to. Where? Like, there are two restaurants. One of them's called the Tavern, and one of them's called something else. It's the Something Something taz- Tavern. You know, like the, the Pocahontas Tavern, or the, oh, you know, Snow like, White. But I went to a place that said it was a tavern, and, and they sell Chingdao. They sell beer. So, uh, nice. yeah, Christmas Day, because we had nothing. You were queuing for ages. We were just like, let's get some beers. It was like, four beers, please. Because they don't deal with beers, though, the beer service is really slow. Okay. Okay. Interesting, because usually you'd have to go to either Disney Sea in Tokyo or to Epcot in Orlando to get beer. Epcot has beer from like all over the world. I used to have a little figment, the dragon. Yeah, um, I think it was the, I think it was the kind of mascot for Epcot. Yeah, maybe towards the beginning a little. Yeah. Okay. I'm stalling because I've just realised depressingly that I don't have a highlight of the no, year. We've, uh, <laughs> we've been talking about Disney for a long time. Okay, good. Um, go on then, personal lowlights. Personal lowlights. Um, again, it's been a pretty good year for me, personally, sadly, for, you know, I'm out. Um, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> personal lowlights. I have, like, a, an, an, an entertainment lowlight. It's not been a bad year for me, personally. Mm. Um, was in what was an otherwise pretty good series of Game of Thrones, the cameo from Ed Sheeran with him singing a song like I just I know this is really trivial and petty for a personal low life but I'm not talking about you know stuff that happened on the news I'm just sort of for me personally like watching TV this <laughs> is a low light um, but it was reminiscent for me of the second series of extras in which Chris Martin shows up on the episode of When the Whistle Blows and sings a song it seemed as like desperate Unnecessarily desperate as well because Game of Thrones doesn't need to, you know, doesn't need to to, to, to to kind of to grab and desperately try and pull in pull in viewers, you know. And it's not like Ed Sheeran's in a place where he needs any more exposure. I mean, I personally have nothing against Ed Sheeran, you know. What I, mean? I quite like that song about the castle on the hill, but although it was on the radio, well, you see, I, I must have heard an Ed Sheeran song because I'm mm. alive in 2017. Twenty eighteen, but. I can't hum one, and I don't know any of them, but isn't that his sinister magic, that he's omnipresent, yeah. while being just wiped clean forgettable? Um, can, you, can, can, you, can you hum, can you hum? Okay, but like, you, you are like, look at your audience though, I mean, you're twice the age and the wrong gender. To be his tar- target demographic. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, that's not. That's actually not fair. Me saying he's like he's, you know, aimed at sort of seventeen-year-old girls. But like he does aim. I think he, he's aimed at kind of what you like, like young adult fiction kind of age. You know, that I, kind of. I did end up talking about it when I went home, and I was talking to for some reason a lot of um, middle-aged ladies from the West Country because I was hanging out with my family. <laughs> and so overwhelmingly, I had to discuss, um, oh God, it's called Dancing in the Stars in America, but it's not, it's called- Strictly called Dancing. To, strictly, and I had to talk about Ed Sheeran, and I know nothing about him, but after the 10th conversation where someone went, oh, he's a really nice guy, and he's still got all of his original friends. I've, so I've had to say to this one, I, I don't care. <laughs> he could be the nicest person. His music is just war crime bad. So, Whoa. fuck him. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, he monopolised an awful lot of my brain, and I can't hum one of his songs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I was just it's a hell of a thing to say. 
is. In the, in, in, in I don't the, think they the, use them at Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do, I don't know. Do you like the idea that at Guantanamo there's just one guy who loves fundamentalist Islam and Metallica? Really? <laughs> He's having a fucking great time. Like, Turn up! I love it. Oh, and he's a contortionist as well, so when they put him in the little box and make him listen to it, he's just like, yeah, more of that! <laughs> <laughs> the best thing ever. What if I put my hips out? Can't believe we're joking about Guantanamo no, Bay. No, no. Mistreatments right. of prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. But, uh, there we go. Okay, so, 2017, obviously, like, there was, we, we've already discussed the Las Vegas mass shoot. Let's not, let's not, yeah. let's not cover that again. Um, yeah, why'd you remind me? <laughs> I just wanted to kind of skip over it. Not like it should be skipped over, but I mean, we, we've we've done it. We've, we've had talked about it for forty-five minutes. Um, yeah, I'm sure that three Brits on the problem of gun crime <laughs> brought what we could to the table. Yeah, with two <laughs> Americans as well. But like I say, it was like it's. I am not. I am not going to pass judgments on on gun control in America because as an outsider, it really is culturally alien to me. Um, and, and, you, and you love guns. And, and <laughs> guns are fun. Like the first thing I did when I went to America was shoot some guns. Um, <laughs> like shoot some people. I love the word of shoot some guns. Like it, That to me means you lined up a bunch of guns, got another gun, and then shot the guns. <laughs> Your brain. My brain, man. <laughs> it's very literal at times. When's the last time I shot a gun? I was probably like... 12 or something. The fact that a 12 year old can fire a gun in your country. Well, it was like a 22. Blow with me, Mike. Oh, it's only a 22. Well, it's if, if you shot a person in the head with a 22, yeah. does it still kill them? I was going to say, it's the same. It doesn't matter whether it's a 22 and it's passing through someone's brain. Like, it, uh, it, it might. Are we not we if the right method? angle yeah. gets hit? Okay. okay. Well, moving on. That's okay. There's a reason I haven't shot a gun since I was 12. And that's because I didn't really enjoy it. The terrifying. I don't. I don't get it. The terrifying. <laughs> I don't get it. Although I was really good, but that's neither here nor I there. I wasn't. For me, I really would get it, and I'm still terrified of them. Mm-hmm. I'd have so much fun, and I'd be like, "Oh no, take it away from me." Well, I shot. A, I shot a guy in the head with a, with a BB gun. I just know that I'm not allowed guns. <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> we're having a fight across a, a room, and he was on my team. And he went, do you want to go? And gave me the gun. And because I thought it would be funny, I shot him in the head. <laughs> we're, we're laughing about it now, Miles. He was, yeah. Uh, he attacked me. Uh, <laughs> very understandably. But um, I just thought, well, if I can't be responsible for a BB gun. Yeah. Know what you're good at, know what you're bad at. Um, late in the year... Um, the uh, the elephant in the room, as it were, was you know the uh, the Harvey Weinstein story about how you know, basically just exploited his position for a number of decades. Elephant in the room. It's <laughs> funny because he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget his real crime. <laughs> um, I mean, someone else want to start this off? I I think that I remember when it. Uh, when it's when it started, or when they were just kind of, it seemed like there was a new one every twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. I remember at the beginning with the Louis C.K. thing being it being awful and really sad, but also not good that it happened for him or any of his victims, but kind of good that it happened because before that there were people being like, "Ah, oh, Brett Ratner is a sex pest. Of course he is. C- coincidentally, I hate his art." So like they were kind of trashing him, going. Yeah, he's a shit director and obviously a deplorable human being as well. 
whereas they should be separated. Mm -hmm. So with Louis C.K., there were suddenly people going like, oh, you know, you probably shouldn't masturbate at people at work. Or, yes. You know. <laughs> it's not about how he says it, though, because he says he asked permission. If it was like, do you mind if I smoke? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be masturbating, but it's my habit. <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> just just yeah. polite. That, 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 was, that was a particularly... That was a particularly... Well, it wasn't a shocking one. I mean, he kind of jokes about it, but... You know. No, I, I know what you mean, though. Uh, for, like, for certain people, like... Okay, Brett Ratner... Because like, it, it's like the whole Hollywood's worst-kept secrets. And it's, it's a case of... Oh, what's the guy? The X-Men director, Brian Singer. Apparently, he's, like, been doing that for years. And he's, like... He's one of the people Corey Feldman went after. So... Like, I might have that wrong, but... Brian Singer's name does seem to crop up time and time again as one of the perpetrators of this sort of thing, and like and and so it's just like you hear like this director, that director. So the fact that it's happening in Hollywood, I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not even shocked. Well, we we had it, we had it um, happen, we had it happen in Britain with television. Yeah. You know, when we talk about the well, YouTube has become the kind of like umbrella term for it, but I mean, a lot of prominent television presenters from the UK from the kind of like late 70s due to like the late 80s was yeah. it the child sex allegations yeah um, so it's kind of we've seen we've seen it happen before um, the thing that so like while it wasn't a surprise the thing that kind of got me is the fact that it was so endemic like to the fabric of how Hollywood works well, that's just how it works you know what I mean and, yeah. and it was and it was shocking like that that, that, that it's accepted uh, that's that's just an accepted but part of how it works I don't think it was all that shocking no, I wasn't because, shocked by that either because Hollywood Although the fact that, no, I wouldn't say it was shocking mm -hmm. that I found that, that it was oh, no, shocking it is shocking as its own thing yeah as, as the fact no. it's shocking that it was accepted as how how, how Hollywood functions no I, I don't even that I don't find shocking because because comparatively, okay, so so the Me Too movement and and the Times Up sort of movement. I mean, they're right. This is true pretty much in every industry in the world, but in Hollywood is very much a um, you do me a favor, I do you a favor kind of industry. It's, it's it's it functions more like the mafia than it does most other industries. So if you have an industry based off of that kind of Interaction, you know, you do me a favor, I do you a favor. You that that leaves so much extra room for all of this stuff to happen. But the next thing that's going to happen, it will be something like it will be kitchens or something, because it's all of the gross boys clubs, basically. It's the minute that you colonize an industry, whether it is movies or just the minute that you're just overwhelmingly in the majority. It seems like everyone's natural national tendency is like, oh, good, well, we can just run this like some sinister cabal, and as you say, on a kind of you know, it's all favours, it's all under the table, mm. and if we don't like you, we can, you know, kill your career. Yeah, and then it functions much more like that than, you know, like, I don't know, the manufacturing industry, just to pull something out of my butt. I mean, you know, it, it's totally different, mm. you know? Or even the office office workers, or things like that, you know? Can you, it's it's an not nearly question. the same kind of old school... Is there anyone that you can you successfully separate art and artist? Is there anybody who you like wouldn't listen to their stuff anymore, or uh, like wouldn't watch their movies uh, because it was so heinous? 
Stephen like, Colbert had this exact same conversation with one of his people, uh, one of his interviewers. Talking about well, that particular interview focused on Bill Cosby, oh, but uh, okay. but it was an interesting interview because I had the same thought: like, how well can I separate the man from the work? I don't know. I mean, like, I'd have to think about that one. But all the only thing I can come up with is how truly, truly let down I felt by Rolf Harris. Yeah, like, he was such an integral part of my childhood. He was like, he was. He, you know, you you kind of loved him as you, you, the crazy old artist uncle, and then, and then, and then when that happened, I was like genuinely like, I was shocked for a start, but I was like genuinely like let down. But what Cosby and Rolf Harris have got in common, and I think that I think I might have seen this this Colbert thing, is that he talks about how it's not just the gags, is that he's selling himself as America's favorite dad. Yeah, yes. this kind of lovely, avuncular, mm-hmm. cuddly figure, and Rolf Harris was the same thing. Yeah. Like Sorry. I said, crazy artist uncle. That's what Rob yeah, Harris yeah, was. Yeah, no, he was he was famous for being the clean comedian in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. yeah. When everyone else was going dirty, Bill Cosby. Oh, like Eddie Murphy did a great one about that. It, yeah. it was he the one after Richard Roy. Pryor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks about like talking to Richard Pryor on the phone. Yeah, about yeah. Bill Cosby yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he was the guy who went on. He was the guy who like. Have you ever heard the song? I I, I don't know what it's called, but. The chorus is "We don't need no bad drugs," and he has a group of kids, kind of singing about like how you don't need drugs and there's like going to be drug pushers and drug dealers. This is a Bill Cosby song. Oh, no. Seriously, like try to listen. To it. It's it's try to find that song. It's bizarre. And, like, especially now looking back, uh, you know, kind of what a predatory and twisted person he was at the time, and I assume still is. I mean, I don't know. Um, he just seems batshit from his yeah. public appearances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, safe to say he's no longer doing the uh, freshman speech at my alma mater anymore. Mm-hmm. Did he? Well, he went to my school. So oh, there yeah. you go. he was our most famous graduate for most of the. That is still is. Late they can't 20th, take that away from him. Century. Temple University in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just in case we really want to make sure we put all of the details. <laughs> just in, in case we nail him. But Temple's awesome. Just so you know. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of separating the art from the artist, yeah. can you separate the uh, Bill Cosby from the, from the Temple University? He evidently can. Yeah. Paul Olowitz can. Um, like I, I can do it the other way though. But like that, that's just you know bye bye. Who couldn't? You know like Zack Snyder is terrible at making films. He's probably a nice lad, probably a comic book nerd. His films are terrible. I can hate him for that. Yes. But okay. like, but yeah, like, but who couldn't do that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's like being able to do it in the reverse. Like there's. Yeah, like anything, Rolf, Rolf for me was the big one. Because uh, I was just like, no, not Rolf. And I was like, nah, he's innocent, he's innocent. And then like the evidence just kept mounting and yeah. mounting and mounting. It's like, nah, he's guilty. Like I say, I just felt like profoundly let down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the biggest crowds at Glastonbury that I've ever seen, he did the sort of legend slot on Sunday and it was just everybody from, you know, our age, as far as the eye could see. Yeah. yeah. It's like, look how many people you affected and, you know. Still, Prisoner Harris, Rolf. Mm. So, I mean, 2017. Uh, we haven't covered much of it, but I feel like we've been fairly I comprehensive. Don't know what happened? We should have had like a list of, of things or yeah. big events. There was some. There was some political outrage, but then like there was more political outrage, and then I, I people got people were outraged. I, I was so outraged <laughs> that I ran out of outrage, and then I had to buy more outrage. Um, there was a thing with uh, Star Wars with EA. EA are an absolutely terrible company. 
Um, they bought the rights to, uh, no, they do Battlefront, but they turned it into a freemium game, even though you pay full price for the game. I got the prepositions in that sentence. Oh, it was Everything free. else. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry. So like, I kind of what I was thinking. I was like, you lost me at Star Wars. <laughs> right. And I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so Star Wars Battlefront is basically run around, shooty shooty, have a bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. Lighter and you, fighting. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, lighter, lighter fighting is great. Oh, nice. Um, but anyway, so you buy a full game and you expect to get a full game. And the way the freemium system works is they don't give you a full game. They give you the bare bones, Bastards. and then they make you buy the rest of it. All what you can do is play the game, uh, doing the same boring, monotonous shite which the game testers do while it's in beta testing for about 300 years, and then maybe you'll have unlocked the stuff, or you can just pay them like 15, 20, 30 quid for the thing that they're going to give you. Oh, but then in a few months, there's going to be a new update, or you've got to buy the new stuff. And, and that's why EA are shit. So they're starting. So basically, they're just. Scamming you like yeah, everybody yeah, else. You know, they, yeah. you, know, you know what they say to you though, those who hear these complaints. They'd say, It's in the game! Yeah, they would. But thankfully, wow. Disney Disney turned around and I imagine they had some pretty strong words for EA because they were just like, Don't fucking ruin Star Wars. We've just about fixed it. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, another thing that happened in 2017 for me, I'm just looking down at me furniture um, as we speak. We're recording this in my living room, by the way. Um, and I realised that. I was talking to the long-suffering colonial other's father about how I'd fallen into a consumer trap. And I think getting older, you start to realise these things. Like, you, you start to realise, I've fallen into a consumer trap here. Yeah. Is that a Roomba? That's a, that's a robot hoover, yeah. And this is it. Now, we bought a cheap robot hoover. Now, I know that she's only going to last about another few months. But the fact that you've named her shows that you're not going to take it well when she goes. No, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you the name because, you know... Anyways, because um, it's nothing to do with you, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my business. Uh, but I know for a fact that once, once that Hoover goes, once that Hoover goes, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to say, you know what? I don't want to have another temporary robot Hoover. I want to have a permanent robot Hoover, and I'm going to spend five times the amount of money you know on me next and one. And I'm like, they've got me. They've got the hooks into me. And I'm going to think to myself, what did I ever do before I had a robot Hoover? Be a fucking human being. That's what I did before I had a robot Hoover. Yeah. Step the floor myself. Yeah, but your next one, your next one's going to be able to map the floor and know where everything is. I, I know. That was better than you, I've right? already started looking at the specs. They've already got me in. I can feel the hooks in me back. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> we've been the general. Remember when you had real age. problems about scented candles? <laughs> Oh, those heavy days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, we have been a gentleman of a certain age. Um, thank you very much if you're one of our 11 listeners. And please, please feel free to uh, drop us a review on iTunes um, because these reviews count, apparently. We should really check how many people are listening to this shite. <laughs> let's, give it a, let's give it a six months. Yeah, give it six months. Give it six months and we'll check in. We'll check in. We'll, we'll have a look and maybe 12, 13 listeners. Do you know, you know, there's a strong possibility that we will have dropped listeners. You yeah, know? yeah. We'll be like, oh, it was 11. Oh, what, four? We lost We lost the scented candle crowd. Like, yeah. <laughs> look, that's because we didn't understand the technological advances in scented candles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the insight. Um, do you know, like over the Christmas holiday, I was kind of getting me moment to podcast. You were like, "Ooh, ooh, what are these podcasts for?" I'll go listen to them on my iPad. So I kind of I set up with some podcasts, and I, I showed a gentleman of a certain age, and I said, "Oh, I don't want you to hear me swear, mum. So uh, I won't, I won't, um, I won't 
I would sus subscribe you to gentlemen of a certain age. Indifferent. She, oh. she kind of gave me this look like, I wasn't going to listen to it anyway. <laughs> if my own mother doesn't want to listen to it, then who does? It's too late to call, to, to, to call this podcast if our own mothers won't listen. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to call this episode. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you especially to the wonderful Paul Ritz, who is just glorious and fantastic as ever oh and thank you for doing an episode about last year and not talking about Donald Trump uh, do you know what I like I really yeah, desperately yeah. tried to avoid talking about Donald Trump and there we go oh, and I, I appreciate it yeah, thank yeah. you very much no, you, yeah. <laughs> in case you're wondering he's the fellow with the hair who looks a bit like a corn on the cob <laughs>